Hello, my name is John Dishu and you're listening to North Apologetic. Welcome back. So it has been another wonderful week and well, it counts among the living. <laughs> Yay! The pandemic scare is still very much alive. <clears throat> Even though in some parts of the world, the lockdown is being eased down gradually because they have passed their peak period for the um virus. But there's still some parts of the world that everyone is still locked in. That includes where I am. We're still locked in. It's still we're still in our thirty days locks in, in our thirty days lockdown. Don't we just hope and pray that everything gradually comes back to normal. Even though I don't think it's going to be normal. We have to have a new normal after this. It can't be like the old normal anymore. Okay. Apart from apart from Sleeping for me, eating, reading, um, okay, and also trying to do re-strategize so I could finally like go back to my business. I'm trying to tie some knots, knock some nails in, and all, just so I could see if. Um, my business could go back to being operational again. If um, at least um, my business is not an essential business, an essential commodity business, fashion accessories. But I'm kind of privileged because my partner is not in the state that I am, so he's doing the work over there. So. It's all good. Mama's whack. It's been almost two months of not really making money so well. Mama's whack. I'm talking about the easing down, the easing up, sorry, of the lockdown. It was to my utmost dismay <laughs> how things turned out from Monday up to now in some of the states that. The lockdown has been eased up in some parts of Nigeria. I was shook when I saw pictures and videos of Lagos. I'm like, <gasps> almost two months of lockdown. It's just going to go into the gutter just like that. Just like that. I think two episodes ago, uh, yes, two episodes ago, when I was thinking about this is, Great of Nigerian discipline, and I made a statement that Nigerians are disciplined. It is very unfortunate, and I don't know. Maybe I was I was not thinking straight that day, but I want to issue a disclaimer. It's not true. Nigerians are not disciplined. Nigerians, um, we behave like goat. <laughs> sorry to say, but sorry, not sorry. I was shocked. People were jam-packed. People were crowded. People were in places. They were crowded. They were fighting for buses again. Going to the bank. They were struggling and pushing and shoving. And what happened to social distancing? 
what happened to everything that you were taught in one month plus just so that we could see how we could curtail the virus and as expected numbers were hiking after that <laughs> it's, it's funny but it's not funny numbers are hiking after that i'm going to spend two months plus at home and some bunch of people no other people i don't even know what to call them decided that it is the best time for them to go about doing status quo but at the same time i won't really blame them because well the people are a reflection of their government and it just goes on to show how the government has failed in really sensitizing people about this in really putting measures to make sure that whatever instructions whatever guidelines whatever things they had put in place we have been adhered to it just goes to show that um people were anxious people were hungry people were angry and the government didn't do much to ease their pain and then now they are all back to I have to fight for myself because it has shown that the government can never fight for me the government can never do anything right by me so well i got to do what i got to do and everyone went back to start to school pushing shoving and all now that's that for those that opportunities for the lockdown to be eased up now i'm back here at home northern nigeria it's a different story entirely. I'm still trying to understand what was the rationale for the northern governors. The thing, this was the right time. This was the very right time for them to put an end to the Amadure system that has been going on for years, for decades. But blood has spilled over it. Um, stop. Toes have been stepped over it. People have been sold. People have been shut down and all because, well, the Amajibre system was just never going to go away. But now, in the middle of a pandemic, they finally decided to see the light. Yes, they saw the light. And they decided, whoa, it's true what everyone has been saying for years, for decades. This thing has to stop. So do you know what we're going to do? Everybody is going to send back their their Madre in different parts of in their own states to back home. Like so anyway, okay, yay. And do you know what we're going to do? We're going to send them back home now. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> and dear old Kano, as it is becoming scarily kinder the unofficial epic center of the virus in Kano sorry in, of the virus in Nigeria I mean decided to start also dishing out their own amadure now forgetting that these amadure are very very vulnerable they are because they go about town they are not educated like in the western style so all they know is just their survival. They go around town begging arms, they associate with people. Some people even touch them, some people abuse them, some people do lots of stuff with them. So you do not have a means of curtailing how they move because, well, 
they just have to feed so they just go everywhere they are everywhere every every single place that they can go just they, they can go just feed or just survive or just get something they go and you do not know where they've been to they do not have travel history because their travel history is everywhere instead of these guys to test these children, to test these young men before sending them away. They just packaged all these children, all these people, all these young souls into buses like, and sent them away back to their home state. Seb, you're even sending them. I'm not even going to talk about how they were just sending them without backup plans. I'm not even going to talk about that one. That one is a story for another day. I'm going to talk about what is affecting us now at the moment. You send the children back without doing tests for the virus. Maybe because they think they are not important people. They are not VIP. I don't know what were they thinking. This virus have this virus thrives with, with within communities when you do um during due to committing, contacting, and you guys know how these children are very vulnerable, but you just decided in your dumb head that you just had to send these children back to their houses, to their homes, in quote, uh, as if they sent back to their homes. They helped surge the numbers in the north. I don't know if you guys have been seeing what almost every day for the past whole week, if you have, like, 20 new cases in the state in the north at least five to ten of those cases are from Ajmajuri that were sent back to their houses to their homes if you're living in Kaduna every day you hear we have like 17 new cases 16 of those cases are Majuri and we're even lucky because our government, the government of Cardinal State, big ups to them, have been very proactive about this. And when these children are being brought to the states, they are quarantined first before and then tested before they are being released to their parents. So big ups to them. Now, it just goes on to show how the government have failed us as a people, they have failed these children. They have failed these young men. You claim you're doing something right, but you're, you've wronged them and you've wronged them the more. And I just hope, Ensha, COVID, having COVID-19 is not a death sentence. And I just hope that they are properly treated. But we, we still also have to, gov- have to ask the government, what is the backup plan? So after COVID-19, what are your plans for these children? So you're going to just send them back to their homes for sure, their parents, most of their parents cannot afford to educate them. That's why, well, they opted for their marriage system. So at least those kids could have the Quranic education and all. So what is the backup plan? Do you have vocational institutes set up for them? Are you going to provide their parents with um relief in forms of giving them education, free food and all? What are you going to do for these boys or you think the best you have done or the best you can do is send these boys back home? Okay, now they're back home, now what? You now have more nuisance in other parts of in in some states. Because everybody has been doing competition of 
who, who can send the most amadurei back to <laughs> someone to the other state and some are some are even not accepting them at the moment and to me it's okay why should you why why should you think this is the right time for you to do this kind of deportation yes deporting because that's what they believe they deporting this amadurei why do you think this is the right time for you to do something like this and I just hope and wish that they could just get it right. I don't even know. The, can they get it right now? After they've gotten it so, so wrong. But they have failed us. They have failed us as citizens. Putting us at risk. Putting our lives at risk. Thank, thank, thanks to the lockdown here. Because Lord knows I have been following the lockdown rule religiously <laughs> I, I i barely even go out during the off days that we have in Kaduna to go shop to restock i barely go out so let me see i am safe for now but what about others that do you know have the luxuries that i have and no matter how hard they want to stay at home they just can't let's talk about those although i something I still I still do not want I still don't understand the rationale for all those people that are still traveling that they are still being found in trucks of food, in trucks of livestock, in trucks of animal feed. I do not know what well, what is you guys purpose? Where are you people going to? What do you want to do? <laughs> that place you're going to is it is it going to be is it is it better than where you're coming from? Okay, oh there's COVID-19 in that place you're coming from. So you think where you're going to, you know. How do you know you don't even have the COVID and you're just walking about and running about? Where are you running to? Where the hell are you running to? Where, where, where are you running to? Why are you running? Who is pushing you? Are you owing somebody money where you are? Are you think they'll come and collect it? Then there's COVID-19. They cannot, this is not the time for any repayment of money. I, I don't understand. Where are you people going to? And this type of people, I, I, unfortunately, are those, they, they don't even know it. But they have the COVID-19 in some cases. <laughs> for instance, one of the most recent cases that was found in, was it Oregon State? <laughs> was somebody that sneaked in from Kano. And you wonder... It's been banned on interstate traveling. So how did someone beat Kaduna, uh, um, Abuja, Kwara, Kuki, all those states and get up to Ugu? Is it shows how <laughs> the government has still failed us? Even though, well, the government have been trying in their own little bit, but I don't think that it is enough. It is not enough to secure the safety of the people. I'm not going to, they, I'm not going to dispute the fact that the government have not been doing anything. They've been doing some things, but, well, it's not enough. They need to do better. Um, and sure, whatever is happening down now is just ha as a result of years of neglect, neglect, years of corruption, spilling over so even when we have health scares like this pandemic scares like this well those things are still in our blood so 
Thinking the living is still going to happen. People are still going to do things. But I still want to understand. Where are you going to? Where? 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 Where are you going to? Why are you going now? Why does it have to be now, now, now that you have to go? Should you go? I... And at this point, uh, in typical Nigerian style, all I can just say is, Jesus take the lead. Or God takes, God just take the lead. And, and now it's just inshallah that we are on. We are on inshallah vibes. That's just it. <laughs> Even touch base on how some security operators think that this is the best time for them to do business. SARS, I'm talking to you guys. SARS, S A R S. The chief harassing officers of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I'm talking to you guys. The chief human rights violators of the Federal Republic of Nigeria in recent times. I'm talking to you guys. So, I had friends that had encounters with SARS during the lockdown. Okay, just last week, a friend of mine down east was harassed, was arrested, and was even detained unjustly by the SARS operatives. And he wasn't told why he was even being arrested. It was why he was in the why he was in detention and when he was told to write his statement and then that was when one of his arrested officers told him that he he was suspected for carrying arms when the vehicle that he was in was being searched and nothing was found in it but they just picked him up anyway without really being told what he had the offense he had committed and he had to find out about the offense was alleged to have committed <laughs> while in detention i didn't know that you could be i think okay he was arrested because he was allegedly suspected of carrying arms or transporting arms and thankfully um now, well, let me start the story from the beginning for sure so my friend works with um his boss in the east and they sell drugs and all so he was in charge of transporting some drugs from to the warehouse also so there were lots of drugs so he and the driver were in the bus with these cattles of drugs and as they were going yeah, there was a hold up that since the um, lockdown has been eased up in the state, there has been whole massive, like mad hold up where he is. So, as the driver was trying to find an alternative route so they could be able to beat the traffic, um, they were, they were just, uh, this car just came to park in front of them just as the driver was about to turn. So, driver couldn't go anywhere again and plane. Plain just um sales of pretties came out and they said they asked what was in their car and these who were they this and that and they explained the the guy they opened the vehicle they removed the cartons of drugs they opened them they checked they said did they have licenses numbers the drugs are 
registered by NAVDAC and all. The guy gave them all the explanation they needed, but the, one of the operatives told them he, he, um, his cohort to pack him and go to the station. And they were rough handling him. And he was like, Why are you guys pushing me like this? I didn't say I was not going to go with you guys. You guys didn't tell me, let me where colors you going. You're just pushing me on all. But all the same, they still dragged him. And they took it, put him into the um the vehicle and they took him to the station. And when he got to the station, he was told to write a statement. He wrote exactly what happened. And the lady that was in charge of him writing the statement, when she read the statement, she said, she flared up and she was like, he was lying, that that was not what happened, that he was resisting arrest. Why didn't he put him there? And he was like, he didn't resist arrest. They just dragged him. They didn't even ask him, come, let's go. They didn't even give him an option to resist. They dragged him. So why would you say he resisted arrest? He doesn't even know why he's here. So why would you say he resisted Ah, she played all that, and then that was when he now knew why he was even brought. That he looked like they were transporting arms. But did you guys find arms in the car? No. But they looked like they were transporting arms. So let them bring them to the station. Oh, Jesus. So he was kept there for. Because thankfully for him, while he was in the car, he was with his phone. So he was texting his um boss and he told the boss where they were and all. So his boss came and brought the certificate, brought all the um documentation that he needed to show that he truly had the license to move those drugs around and they're like, Okay, that's any problem. <laughs> but the boss gave he give them for money. For money. I don't understand. Five money for what? Five money for what? Did he send you to go and arrest this young man without proper findings? Five money. People just send it to waste your foil, but you wanted five money. Misha, the boss gave them five money. And my friend was relieved. And I, I, when my friend told me the story, I was like, um, on behalf of your boss, I'm angry. Why did your boss even give me them for money? For money for what? But it's not my it's not my case. And it was not my money that was given. So I resolved my anger. <laughs> but it's what's what's going on, SARS? What's going on, SARS? It seems like today we don't hear about you guys. We're like, okay, maybe there's some peace and respite. Then boom, you guys are everywhere in the country. Even in Kadida, they harass young men. What they do now is <laughs> they are found around some of the major um ATMs, looking around. They are just plain dressed men in a car or so. So you don't even think anything about it. And then just as you leave, if you're especially if you're a young man, just as you leave the ATM and you're maybe dressed in some kind of way or you just seen as eh, they just want to pick on you boom they just pounce on you and before you knew it they're harassing you they're threatening you they're doing this they're doing that and sometimes a lot of them are scared and before you know they have collected your money now tell me if that is not robbery 
they are meant to be special anti-robbery squad but they are the robbers now yes because sometimes they are armed so they are the armed robbers now the SARS have turned to people that arrest robbers that do things to um, stop the surge of robbery in the country to now being the encouragers and the perpetrators of robberies in Nigeria and it's appalling and it's unfortunate that the government are also aiding them because they are not doing anything about this it's not as if Nigerians have not cried out people have cried out people have written publications people have staged protests people have being vocal on social media and i know very well that some of these government officials have people that are on social media and they see these things and then when the heat becomes too hot it then seems like oh they're going to there was a point there was a time they were like oh they're going to reform the SARS. we're going to do this we're going to do that and then they just waited for all the noise to just die down and then SARS are very much in operation they are very much in the business of harassing, robbing innocent Nigerians, and sometimes causing the deaths of innocent Nigerians that have nothing to do with what they are accusing them of. And I don't know, every day the government still fails us, and we think that at least they should just they should just stand up for us for once, for just once in their <laughs> Their miserable political careers just stand up for once. It's the people you're there for, not yourselves. Though we are still we are still being taken care of by our daddy Jerez, our president in the grave. The only president that know how to take care of his people. There is no president in the history of Nigeria that's taking care of his people like this man has. But Craig, he's still taking care of us. Can you beat that? Which, which, which president in the history of the world does that? Only this president. We received a loot during this one week from our daddy dearest, General Sanya Bacha. And on behalf of all Nigerians, on behalf of my fellow Nigerians, I want to use this opportunity to tell you, thank you, daddy, sir. But... I don't know. Can you also from the grave nudge them that that money they should do something for us? We know they will still eat it. They will still steal it. But at least it will not be bad if they use even if it's fifty percent of that money to do something for Nigerians, to do something for for we the people that you send this money for. Because I want to believe that this money is, that you're sending for us is that you take care of us, not because you you hid it for personal reasons. And I know those personal reasons were to take care of us. So, can you nudge them? Can you appear in their dreams and tell them the real reason why he sent that money? There is no for them to pack it and keep it for themselves and their children. But also let your other children, because we are all your children, to eat from that money. And tell them that all will be well if just they let us partake in that money. Let us also bless the money. We have to bless the money. If we don't bless that money, it will not work well. It will not just be. It will not just be well. All of them. Let me chip this. Is it just only here in Kaduna, or here in the north? Abi, rain is taking its time this year. Everything is just taking its time this year. It was only COVID nineteen and didn't take its time this year. Eh? 
because i love rain and it's me and can i count it hasn't been up to five or six times that, I, that rain has fallen and the rain is not even that kind of rain 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 that you say ah rain has fallen is it is it the covid19 that is also affecting the rain i'm not understanding i don't know is it just where i am or where you are rain they fall i want it to rain <laughs> i want it to rain i want rain to come rain rain come 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 i just want rain to come but on that note while we are still praying for rain to grace us with his presence here in kaduna we gradually pull the curtain on this episode and I hope and wish that we do all that is expected of us. Please let's adhere to the government's instructions and guidelines. The world has suffered a lot. The country has suffered a lot and I think maybe the government has done some of their part. We can't leave it all for the government. We also have to do our own part. And the only way we can do our own part is by trying to be more civil, trying to do all that the government says we do, social distancing, we don't fight for bosses and all. The boss is not your lock to enter the bus today. Go and sleep. Tomorrow you go to work. Please, let's not try to put the one month plus of work into the drain, into the gutter. Please, 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 please. And we hope that our government will also do their best and do more to ensure our safety. And that note, if you would love to listen to my previous episodes, if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, please do so. Subscribe, listen, share with your friends and family and your loved ones and your enemies and all. I'd love to connect with you guys too on social media. So you could follow me on Instagram at Joan Bishow, J-O-A-N-B-I-S-H-I-O. And on Twitter at the same username at Joan Bishow, J-O-A-N-B-I-S-H-I-O. And I'm not very, very social like that, but I'm trying to break out of my social media show. So... It'd be nice to really hear from you. I'd love to hear ideas. I'd love to hear what I should do. I'd love to hear how bad (laughs) or how good this is. So my ears, my phone and all is waiting to connect with you guys. So until next time, please stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't leave your homes without your um, nose masks. Wash your hands at all times. Avoid crowded places. The travel that you do not travel during when everything was normal. Please don't travel that travel now. And God will do the rest. Till next time. Have a very nice and beautiful week ahead.